Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Just open up your eyes and join me Cause I've been living in the sunshine Having such a nice time Sipping ice coffee is the world dressed by me Living in the sunshine Having such a nice time I won't let the stresses of the world define me No, oh, 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 la, 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 la I won't let the stresses of the world define me No, oh was a really popular song when I was growing up and it was so cool because it had this white guy from Britain yeah I think it was from Britain mm, England yeah and then and then there was this black lady oh my gosh she was gorgeous right and then there was this blind guy I, I, if I recall and so all these different people but Despite their differences, they were saying, yeah, that's what friends are for. Hmm. Have you thought about your inner circle lately? Do you have an inner circle? Do you even have any friends? (laughs) Most people honestly don't. That's the truth. The older I get, the more I realize. Remember when you were a kid, you could just make friends with anybody. I mean, within like five minutes. Most people, especially kids, just make friends. You see a ball, let's chase it. Okay, you don't even know their name. Having a good time. A lot of times, people don't really care about your name once you get a little older. They don't care about you. (laughs) Better yet, they don't even care about themselves. Let's try that. So what happens? What happens is that most people have this tendency to look at life as though they're alone and that they don't have anybody to support them. Well, that's kind of true. Most of us don't have anybody to support us. Especially when you're a caregiver. Caregiving requires a lot of work. Sometimes I have to remind my mom of that because she's so spoiled. I tell her, look here, lady, I'm not a staff. And she looks at me and she gets really silent because she knows at that point I've had enough. Caregivers, yeah, we take it, don't we? We deal with it. And remember, if you're listening, you qualify as a caregiver if you give care. The contingency of if here means you give care to someone. Children, it doesn't have to be parents. It doesn't have to be someone sickly or disabled or dysfunctional. But actually, most people are all of those three in some kind of way. So, yeah, everybody gives care. So find yourself as a caregiver, even if you don't get paid for it, even if you don't have the proper title. I didn't get paid for it or have the proper title. It was just, oh, you're taking care of your mom. That's so sweet. And I'd look at them and go, yeah, okay. <laughs> on the inside, I'd smile on the outside. And I continue to do that right now. One of the things as a caregiver you have to do is learn how to, one, graciously accept compliments. People mean well. They, they really do. But they're not your friends always. So you can't always tell them what you really think. Here's the thing. 
Jesus, he had friends too. A lot of people don't realize that he actually chose the disciples. Um, I had somebody say to me, weren't the disciples just followers? I was like, if that's the case, he had 5,000 disciples sitting out there on the mount when he was given the Sermon on the Mount, you know, the one out in Matthew, let's see, fifth chapter, and he continues on that infamous Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, and he talks about, you know, this is how you should pray, because the disciples, the followers, oh, man, they were going, man, we want to pray like you. So how do we pray like you? Here's the difference between Jesus and us. He had an outline for praying. When's the last time you actually wrote out a prayer for yourself to God? I'm not talking about a dear God letter. I'm talking about, number one, here's my issue. Number two, I have a problem with. Number three, I just, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. You have to be honest and say, I can't do this anymore, especially for a caregiver. So what do you do when you can't do it anymore? Uh, Solicit help? Let me tell you about Jesus. Did you notice that Jesus solicited help once he became an adult? Because he started out preaching as a kid, technically, but it wasn't time to do his father's business until he got to be, they say, about 12-ish, right? But he was born as the Messiah, You you know, Christmas is coming. Christians, this is our big time of year. It's time to get your warmers out and get familiar with the story because this is your big time to promote Christianity. Christmas is our reason for the season. Yeah, Jesus was born, the Messiah, the Holy One, the Promised One, the one the prophet Isaiah talked about. Yeah, yeah, They, they, they knew who John was, but they actually believed, some of them, that Jesus was the actual Messiah. Many of them didn't believe, even after he performed lots and lots of miracles. They still questioned, could he be the one? Is this the prophet, perhaps, that was spoken of to come and save us? Is this the one? So many of them were confused. Why? Because they wouldn't take the time to do one thing, and that's ask. Oh, but for the people that did ask, Guess what happened? I found in the Bible when people asked the Lord Jesus, the Christ, the Christos, yeah, they asked him for something. He gave them something. Some of the people that asked of things were the Pharisees. Some people were the Sadducees, and they were asking all kinds of questions. Man, they were asking so many questions, but most of those were to kind of stump Jesus, but he couldn't be stumped. Why? Because he knew the law, just like they did. He knew it as well as they did. Why? Because he had studied the law. (laughs) Isn't it amazing how you have people in government and they don't even know the laws? Okay, wrong lane, Lorraine. Get back over here to one of 100, your show about caregiving and all that. Yeah, okay. So caregivers, get in your lane, get in your space, and understand your place. There's three things I've learned in life that work for me. Ready? Place, space, and grace. And the best way for me to have all three of those is with help. Now, I told you, write out an outline. Be honest with yourself. Tell on yourself to who? The Lord. But write it out so you can look at it and hold yourself accountable. So 
when you're being a caregiver, you have to be honest and say, I didn't do that so well. You have to be honest and say, I could do better with that. Wow, I didn't need to flip out like that. I got to do better at this. Write it down, look at it, and then tell the Lord, hey, I need some help. I took all of 2017 to pray help. I couldn't pray anything else. So you just said help. Yep, that's it. Yes. All you did was pray help. Sometimes I would hold it out. Help! Oh, wow. That was kind of annoying. Well, yeah, that's how we sound to the Lord sometimes. But the thing is, he doesn't judge us like we judge ourselves. It wasn't annoying to God. He was actually happy to hear my squeal. He was actually happy to hear my tears. He was actually happy to hear me stutter. Because I couldn't get anything else out. It was that bad? Yes, you weren't there. It was that bad. And I wanted immediate solutions, just like the people that followed Jesus the followers, the disciples. Okay, so I I thought you were talking about the ones he picked. No, I told you there were 5,000 on the mount. They were followers, but guess what? They didn't obey. They just wanted to see what Jesus could do. They were still questioning his authority. Are you still questioning God's power in your life? Probably. Why? Because you're not doing what he said. It's real simple. He gives us one word solutions. But we don't obey. That's one. Yeah, just do what he says. Uh, that's really hard. He says, believe. Do we? Nope. Mm. He says one word like love. Do we? Yeah. It depends on how you look at it. No, it doesn't. The dictionary still works for me. Look it up. Do you do it? Probably not. Not as often as you should. Uh, here's another word that he said. One word. Just do it. What? Forgive. Oh, yeah, I struggle with that. No, I'm talking about me, Lorraine. I struggle with that one. That one's tough for me. I have to pray and pray what we call hard. I have to pray long and hard. Lord, help me with. Oh, okay. See, remember I told you in 2017, I couldn't even get the Lord help me with. All I could say was help because I had run out of the words. So only my soul could cry out to the Lord. And I'm not the only one that's been through that. David went through that. Read the Psalms. A lot of those songs, their lyrics to music, you know, in the Psalms. Yeah, David was crying out from his soul because he had a lot of pressures. He had a lot of problems. He had a lot of weaknesses. Yeah, read that Bible. It's fun. And then you'll find out that you are a lot like David in your way. I found out over the years I'm a lot like David in my way. Find the parallels. And then do what David did that worked. Because he did a lot of stuff that didn't work. Now, he was anointed king as a kid. Pretty much he was young. He wasn't as tall and good looking as Saul. But the people wanted a king. It's kind of like, my mom needs a caregiver. Well, like I tell her all the time, you can call one of those agencies. They're not going to be me. Because I've been anointed to be your caregiver. And she gets quiet. Because she knows what that means. Sure, anybody can do the job. Anybody can have the title. But are you anointed to do the job? Are you anointed by God, meaning his power is poured out on you from him to you directly to do the job well? Because everything God does is well. It's excellent. It's wonderful. However, are you able to accept help? (gasps) Help. I need somebody help. Yeah. Okay, don't judge my singing. I sang it the way I wanted to because As awful as that singing sounded, I'm not the Beatles, but they had a song and it was a hit. 
But for me, I made it my mom's ringtone <laughs> because why? She needs my help. And when I hear that ringtone, I'm reminded of my place. Remember I told you there's three words, powerful words, place, space, grace. My place in my life right now is being in place to take care of my mother. Everything else is secondary. But you're on the radio and you have a podcast? And I said my place is to take care of my mother. It's called Priorities. So first place is my mother. Everything else has its place after that. We should be the same way with the Lord. He said, he said, seek. Mm, I'm going to stop right there. Most of us don't even seek. What's the difference between seek and look? Well, first of all, they have different definitions. But the motives, seek, look. When you look, you can just gaze. It doesn't take any effort. You have to be able to see, though, to look. People that are blind can't necessarily look, or can they? Well, that's to be debated. But when you seek, there is an intention to discover. And Matthew has given us, the book of Matthew, of course, we're talking about the Bible, has given us in chapter 6, that same chapter where that Lord's Prayer, the outline is, yeah, 633. Seek. Stop right there. Just stop. Because most of us won't even do that part. So if I translate it from 17th century British English and just give it to you the way I want in 2022, right? Yeah. Put God first. Look for him first. I told you my mom's first place. She's first place. But what about God? Uh, That's my default because he put her in that place. Oh, I obeyed. Obey? That's one of those words. Obey. Yeah, I told you. I obeyed, stopped my life, um, yeah, almost 21 years ago, and said everything in my life ceases because I'm going to obey God and take care of my mother first. That's what he told me to do because I sought the Lord and he heard me. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, it's one of those Psalms. Yeah, read them and you'll find out that if you seek the Lord, Everything else will fall into place. Most of us don't even look for him. Oh, okay, moving on. So, first place, seek first the kingdom of God, all of his righteousness. That word is so cool. I just like to make it simple. Everything that's right, God has it already. So, if you're trying to figure out righteousness, big syllable word, look. Everything that's right, seek that, look for that. So, in other words, Usually things that are right are things that are good. It's not about your opinion. It's about what God says. Oh, okay. So I told you, it's hard with those one words. Seek, believe. Mm, Now, here's a two-word one. Ready? Oh, this is heavy. Oh, you ready? Can you handle it? Have faith. (gasps) Faith. See, Jesus put a contingency on that one. I like that. Have faith. That's what he told them. In Mark, yeah, he said have faith. See, faith is something that exists but doesn't work until you what? Acknowledge that it exists. (gasps) It's almost like a science project. (laughs) A science project can sit on a table. You can walk right past it. But until you notice that it even exists, it's not a science project until you acknowledge. Oh, is this a science project? Yes. Oh, well, how does it work? 
Mm, faith is something like that. Eh, we can talk about that another time. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. You can go right online. Send me an email if you want to know. How does that work now? Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. You can also go to our website and find me there. One of 100 with Lorraine Carroll. Look up the details and go from there. Yeah, I can help you out. But in the meantime, right now, let the one word solutions help you out. I told you, place for me is one of those words that work. Is that in the Bible? Well, we can talk about it. I told you where to go. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. So the other word I like to look at for my life is space. Now, this one guy, he made a lot of money with two words. I believe it was called my space. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Why? Because we're naturally selfish. <laughs> That's why we all want our own space. Mine. Covet. Yeah. Does that sound right? No. Not when you're a Christian. <laughs> we don't get to covet. I mean, even before Christ came, the Lord told us not to covet. He gave us a lot of that. But we did it anyway. Why? Because we were born in sin. We were. Yeah. Are you sure? Mm, last I checked. Uh, it's called disobedience. That's another one word. <gasps> yeah, because that's what Adam did. He disobeyed. Oh, God gave him a command and he defied it. Oh, and then he had the nerve to blame that woman you gave me. Okay, that's another show. Let's get back to the topic at hand. We're talking today about how do you get what you need from God? I told you I cried out, help. I needed help. I needed support. I was running out of energy. I was running out of resources. And most of all, I was running out of strength. And because of grace, that third word, that's the Lord's favor. He answered my prayer. Help. He sent me help. When help comes, do you receive it? I've learned never turn down help. And even if you don't need it in that moment, you put it in reserve. I've told you that before. How do you do that, Lorraine? Okay, so here's the scenario. Hey, you need some help with that? You know what? I might. Now, in that moment, upon the spontaneity of that question, you may, even though you haven't given it thought, you may need the help, but our instant reaction is rejection. No, I'm good. (laughs) No, no, I'm good. I got it. No, actually, you don't. And that's for most people. We don't know how to receive help. And the Lord sends it to us and we send it back to him. No, no, I'm good, God, I got it. Wait, but you said help in the cry all year, remember? And I've sent you the help and you're rejecting the help. That's what they did to Jesus. Those same followers, remember? Because that's kind of how we have it now in social media. How many followers do you have? I said, you know what? I'll take one follower who believes what I say on this program who tries the method that I've lived out. One, having faith in the Lord that Jesus Christ is the Lord of all. Yeah, I said it. I'm that bold one. And then two, I have faith to believe that he hears me when I pray. Because I always say you have nothing to lose. I keep telling you people, better to know him and not need him than to need him. And not even know him? Yeah, because that's what the followers did. See, many people follow people on social media. They don't even know them. They push a button, and now they're following. 
Yeah, well, that's what they did with Jesus. So, yeah, I don't know. Social media might not be a new thing. The Bible does say there's nothing new under the sun. So what the wisest man said in Ecclesiastes, you can check it out. So, yeah, these followers, they were following Jesus, but Jesus already knew he was going to have followers. I'm going to have followers. I have some followers now, actually, but I'm going to have more. What am I supposed to do with the multitude? Jesus was always looking out for the multitude. And I decided that if I'm going to be that Christian that obeys God, I have to remember to do what the Lord says. Cooperate, Lorraine. That's what I tell my mom. But first, I have to cooperate with the Lord. I can't expect my mom to cooperate with me. I've got to cooperate with the Lord. The Lord gave us commands, not demands. He gave us commands. You can look those up on your time. The command that Jesus gave us that we must do, we, who's we? The people that profess Christianity, we must love. That is hard to do. Tina said, what's love got to do with it? And I heard a lot of preachers that year say, everything. Yeah, okay, okay. It's so cool, right, to take those songs and give them an answer when they give you an inquisition, right? Oh, my goodness. And that's what a lot of of the preachers did but did they live it out Mm, there's that judgment coming push push that aside have mercy mercy remember we're on two words now have faith have mercy but i always like to say have grace have grace jesus showed us what grace is when he died on the cross do we deserve the grace Eh, some american people feel we do but i'm of that other persuasion I am ratchet. I love that word. It became a hot topic word for the young people of today. It's an old word, but they, you know, brought it back and they made it popular. And it can mean a lot of things, but one of the things it means is a horrible hot mess. (laughs) I'm a ratchet Christian? Yeah, kind of, because I get to pick and choose how I want to be every day in life with people. I can either make people feel like a million bucks or I can make them feel like toxic waste. Just in conversation, absolutely. My gifting is talking, speaking, communicating. That's my gifting, along with a few others. What about you? Well, when you don't talk to the Lord, he doesn't get to talk to you, especially if you're not going to listen. That's another one that we'll find in the Bible a lot. Listen, hear. What thus saith the Lord? What's the difference between hearing and listening? Choice. (laughs) Because it's a matter of womp womp. Like, you know, remember, it's that time of year. Charlie Brown, all the specials will be coming on. But the teacher, the kids didn't want to hear what the teacher had to say. So we all know the womp womp. Yeah, we do it still. We learn from Charlie. We're still living it out. We listen actively. But we hear if we have the ability to hear. But that doesn't mean we're going to cooperate or obey or oblige or just do what Jesus said. I told you it was a command. He didn't really give you an option. Now, God was always doing that pretty much from the beginning. He gave commands. That was the first directive. It was a command. Do not what? You look it up. I'm not going to give you that one. You look it up. Do not. Yeah, you fill in the blank with the Bible. Go right there and read it for yourself. God always started out with the commands. But when Adam messed it all up, then the commands became an obligation. Ooh, yeah, I'm obligated to love now. Oh, man. 
I'm obligated to forgive now. So how am I supposed to do all this? I need some followers. I need some supporters. Jesus knew that he would need that. And those disciples, the 12 that he chose by name, yeah, he chose them because he knew he was going to need some support. He knew he was going to need some help. I call them the gangsters (laughs) of the disciples. I really do. I took time to think about it. Jesus carried with him three guys often to the most dangerous, the most vulnerable, and the most overwhelming places and spaces where he would need to show graces. No, that doesn't sound right. It sounded good, though, like a rhyme, but no, he was going to have to show grace with people, people that he didn't like, people that didn't like him. I have to do it every day. People don't like me just because. They don't even know me, and they just don't like me. Why? I don't know. I don't have time for that. So I give them grace and space, and I stay in my place. Why? Because that's what Jesus told me to do. He told me to love, but I also got some support. I solicit support through prayer. I told you I cried, help. The Lord sent me help, and I was able to receive them, and I take them with me wherever I go in the spirit, not always in the natural, but in my soul. Well, I've got the Holy Spirit, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three or one, but I also have some natural supporters. Who are your Peter, James, and John? (gasps) Oh, yeah, because if you look in the New Testament, you'll see Peter, James, and John. They were there a lot. Peter, the hot-headed one, yeah. The one that cut off the guy's ear, yeah, that one. Why did Jesus take him? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I have my suspicions. We'll talk about it another time. But he also had the sons of thunder. Ooh, James and John. I just figured those were some big guys. I always picture them as football players for some reason. But Jesus knew how to pick them. What about you? And if you don't, ask the Lord to help you to pick some followers in his power, with his authority, and then let them help you. Are you going to do that this week? I want you to look at Luke 9th chapter, maybe start around verse 54 and figure out who are my followers? Do I have any followers? Am I relevant? Do I have to go on social media to get followers? Hmm. Well, that's up to you. I say pray. Ask the Lord to send you your help and your followers. They'll be a great support system if you allow them to be. You've been listening to me, Lorraine Carroll, right here on KPRZ, 1210 AM, also online, kprz.com. Make sure you tune in next week, 530 AM, or anytime online on our podcast. Have a great week. Oh, 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 la, 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 la. I won't let the stress in the world. If I mean no, oh.